When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. o'clock Mark Duffield in the chair with mornings after 8 o'clock. Big show coming up. We'll chat with Duff and also still to come we'll chat with Cam Bancroft. Tomorrow the match sim continues here in WA. The Fremantle Dockers take on Port Adelaide at Fremantle Oval at 10 past 4. Of course Port Adelaide played West Coast last week. Josh Carr is an assistant coach with Port Adelaide been kind enough to join us. Josh, appreciate your time mate. Have you stayed in Perth the whole lot as a group or have you ushered back to Adelaide? What's been the story with Port Adelaide? Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me, Tim and, and Scotty. Um, no, I've stayed, we've stayed in, uh, in Perth um, for, for the week and um, we thought it was a great opportunity being um, obviously a, a couple of weeks out from the season. To, we had a pre-season camp just before Christmas and then we went away together we thought this was another chance for us to spend a week together and um, you know, build that connection and, and be ready to go for round one. Yeah, very much so. In, tr- in regards to um, time away, I mean, do, do they just get treated as though, uh, you know, can they go off and do their own thing and they've just got to present as per normal if they're at the club? And, and what are some of the things the guys have been doing or have you been doing those uh, pre-season activities to try and generate some sort of enthusiasm inside the group? Yeah, I think we're lucky um, having been in the hub before, so I think most players and, and clubs know how to deal with being away for a week now. So um, we have a, a number of cars that the, the players can use during the day. Um, we've got our training sessions at our meetings that players need to be at, but in between that, really, the players, they're adults, so they can go do whatever they want. Hey, Carrie, I'm interested to see a coach's take on games. Obviously, the Eagles got up in the game of a 27-period game, but... Uh, <laughs> Um, I'm interested in your take on is it is it an opportunity just to try new things and you go right that works that doesn't work uh, how much do you take out of these games obviously you just want to get through unscathed but uh, how much do you take out as far as game plan goes yeah I think the first one against West Coast um, that I guess round of games I reckon most clubs really are, are trying things and probably more so with you know, the number of players that they're managing um, you know not playing full game time. Um, and it's probably your first opportunity to, to put a, a game plan together against an opposition team that you've been working on over summer. Um, where this week um, against Freoma and the last game is really um, you know, preparation for round one, um, playing your best team and trying to play the, the squad that will, will play um, in round one. We'll ask you about Junior. We'll no doubt ask about Jason Horn Francis too. But a guy that we gave a lot of time to last year was Bryn Teekle. Uh, how, how's he shaping up, mate? Obviously, he was taking the mid-season draft. Is that right, Goss? Yeah, and, and um, then got himself injured. But how's he tracking, mate? Because there's some high hopes and big raps on him over here. Yeah, Teeks is tracking nicely for a guy that's you know, only been in the system for half a year, really. Um, you know, he's, he's athletic. Um, he's, you know, quite, I think he's quite a late developer when it comes to his football. So, what is he, 23? I think there's plenty of upside um, for Teeks. He, he gets over the ground. Well, he, he kicks the ball really well for, for a big man. I mean, he's quite versatile. So, um, you know, he's around the mark um, as far as, I guess, selection goes. Um, so, you know, it'll be, 
he'll be uh, knocking the door down, um, you know, for round one and through the season, I'd say. Josh Carr, our guest from the Port Adelaide Football Club, one of our avid listeners. John wants to know, will Zach Butters be playing this week or is his AC joint uh, going to keep him on the sidelines? Yeah, I think most likely Zach will play. Um, we've got the captain's run today, but at this stage it looks um, like Zach will get up and, and be ready to go. So he had an AC joint. Um, obviously you want to be careful um, with them. They can hang around for a fair while, but um, you know, Zach's... <laughs> He's hard to hold back, so um, I reckon he'll be playing this week. Can play. Yeah, can play. Uh, Exciting group, uh, and you've only added to it with Junior Rioli. Of course, uh, you're going to get Fantasia, who's virtually not played Mm. a lot of footy since coming across uh, to join the club. And then, of course, uh, Jason Horn francis You you must look at your squad and go, you know, that that window, and you're in that window of of premiership like so many other teams. There's probably six or seven in the same boat. But you must look at your squad now and go, that's a really nice top-up from what we had last year. Yeah, yeah, I think we've definitely added to it. I think this management's done a terrific job over the last three to five years um, with the squad. Uh, we've still got a lot, a lot to learn. And, when, you know, you look like someone like um, Jason. You know, he's a 19-year-old kid, so he's got so much to learn as a, as a footballer. Obviously, the top-up with uh, Junior and um, Raz Arazio coming to the squad junior this year and a few years ago. Um, always adds with the with the forward mix. So, um, yeah, it's exciting where the, the squad's at now, um, but I still think we're, we've got a bit to go to, to get to where we um, want to get to. Josh, with, that, and with respect, you were an antagonistic type of player. That's <laughs> <laughs> you, you, uh, nice. got plenty of the ball, but at the same time, you got under the skin and in the grill of, of opposition players. It is job. Are we expecting, and should Jason Horn francis expect treatment from the likes of you, the current day nagger and tagger and run with player, is he is he in for a really difficult year and how is he capable of coping with that? Uh, is he in for a difficult year? Oh, look, he's a nine-year-old kid, so he's got his challenges as far as football goes and learning about the game. Um, he's a sponge when it comes to you know listening to, to us as coaches. Um, he, he wants to get better, he wants to improve, but um, as far as the um, opposition teams, what sort of time they put into him, look, if it's his turn to take that, he'll, he'll take it because that means Connor Rosie and, and these guys are, mm. are getting off the chain. So um, I think we've got a, a well, really well-balanced midfield that will allow him to, to play his best football. And um, Yeah, there will be times where he'll have those challenges, but that's just been a, a, a young player. You know, Andy Brayshaw had to deal with that a couple of years ago with um, getting some attention and um, yeah, it's difficult at, the, at first, but you know they, they work through it and they learn, and that's part of being a, a young footballer. And we've only had a very small sample size, but he strikes me though, though that he sort of gets pretty feisty when when people try to get in his grill. Am I wrong? Andrew Brayshaw seems a bit more mellow, slightly different type of guy. Is that fair or unfair? And does he need to sort of combat that emotion, or do you think that's a good thing? Um, I think it's a good thing. Um, you know, I've, I've I've watched him pretty closely for a number of years. Um, I watched North Adelaide play against him in the Sanford when he was an 18-year-old kid, and um, they went out there and um, they went pretty hard at him. And I can tell you, they walked off the field, and I remember um, talking to a number of players, and they couldn't believe, one, how competitive he was. Two, he, he didn't stop. He, he, you know, he, he played a really good game. So, 
he's looking bad, brings out his best footballer and doesn't really worry me at all. I reckon he's under, I don't reckon there's much more pressure on a bloke we've seen like this on Jason or Francis as we did with Jack Watts. I reckon they're really, really similar. Obviously, Jack Watts finished it at Port Adelaide, but speaking of pressure, I was fairly critical last season. It seems to happen every year, Curry. I'm not sure how far you'll be prepared to go with this question, but I was pretty critical of your president last year. Every season, is like, oh, things have to change or there'll be changes at the top. And he puts. The, I don't think there's a president that puts their coach under more pressure pre-season and post-season than David Kosh does to Ken Hinckley. Yeah, was, Hink seems to be a fairly controlled unit, but uh, that surely that gets annoying after a while. <laughs> I'm not sure what you want me to say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. It's a tough think, one for you. I think I think what's important is that as a football club we're we're all aligned and um, on the on the same page and you know from the first moment of I arrived back at the club um, that's all I see so you know right now um, you know Koshi and, and Ken and everyone Chris Davies uh, um, you know the, the whole management um, part of the of um, Port is aligned and, and we're of the same belief that we're on the same page so. Um, yeah, that's important. Um, Koshi's obviously got a, got a job to do. Um, he's you know in the spotlight, and it's at times, I, I guess yeah, at times I guess he probably could get ta- taken out of context. And but from what I've seen, he's he's all Port Adelaide. Josh Carr, our guest. Hey, Josh. Uh, today the news came through that Daisy Pierce has signed a four-year deal as an assistant coach. Will be in the match committee in the coach's box. It's a genuine uh, position. Do you think that? Not so much Daisy Pierce, but it could be anybody. Can you see the day that a that we do have a female AFL senior coach? And if so, could would you could you put a time frame on on that? And do you think Daisy Pierce is heading in that direction? Yeah, I guess I couldn't put a time frame on it. Um, what I will say, we've um, we've we've got um, female coaches um, at the footy club that are involved in um, the men's program and. They just bring a, the girls bring a different perspective. Um, they see things differently, and um, you know I think you, if you're willing to grow as a football club and, and learn, then um, you, you should be able to do anything. So um, yeah, so far it's all been a positive. I'm sure Daisy's going to be a positive um, down there. It's a great contract for her. When was the last time you got a four-year <laughs> contract, Kari, for an assistant coaching role? <laughs> oh. A while ago, <laughs> <laughs> it's a really exciting list that you got. When you look at your team on paper, it's a, it's as strong a list as as there is in the in the AFL. Your forward line is going to be is super exciting as long as Charlie can really stand up and, and control games. Your, your small brigade's really good. Your midfield's really strong. Is the back half possibly the only place for to, for exposure? Uh, yeah, well, I, I think we got um, we got plenty of backs. I think the, the big thing. Um, you know, like it's, I guess the tall backs, the 200 centimetre back. That we obviously went out in the, the trade period and, and tried to get a Sava from from Geelong, and we missed out on that. Um, so yeah, that's that's no secret that um, we might be a little bit short um, down there. But I think the way that we defend as a team, we'll, we'll um, combat that and help that, and we've worked really hard over the pre-season to to assist in that area. So Thursday, oh, tomorrow, uh, against Fremantle. Does it get willing? Does it start to get a little bit willing now as you talk about, and almost internally rather than externally, as you talk about blokes really ramping it up to try and get spots? They can see the season is only a fortnight away now. So what are we expecting and how how willing will the game be uh, tomorrow? Well, we're expecting a strong team performance. That's that's what we're going out to do. As I said earlier, it's preparing for, for round one and, um, making sure that the performance we put out tomorrow is, is not far off what, what our best will be for round one. So 
Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's you know, Freo's um, Freo's got a couple out, but um, I think the way that they play is um, exactly what we need going into round one. We all want to know, and every time we speak to someone from Adelaide, mate, we want to know about Junior Rioli. He's a very, very well. He's it's divided here at the moment, isn't it? There's still fifty percent that love week. him. Yeah, absolutely, fifty yeah. percent that love him. Fifty percent are dirty on him, but he looks pretty fit and he looks pretty happy. Yeah, he is. Uh, he is happy and fit, and had a really good preseason. He's a big foot this week, so he, he won't play um, tomorrow. Um, but he's he's had a great preseason. And, you know, we, we feel that we're, we're lucky to have him. Um, you know, like any any time when, it, when a player and I've been in a situation, Scotty, you've been in a situation yourself. When you leave the club, that's that's part of the parcel. If you, you know, there, there's going to be people that aren't happy, and there's obviously the people that um, you're close with. So I'm sure Junior's comfortable in, in his decision. No, he's not well. He's obviously eating at a restaurant where the owner might not be one of those ones that are real happy with him. That <laughs> could be. Yeah, yeah. No, just a bit uh, sore throat and. Um, yeah, bit of a bit of a cold. Uh, well, we wish him well, uh, and also through uh, 2023. Appreciate your time, Josh. Enjoy the rest of the stay here in big Perth. We look forward to seeing yeah, big year, big and year uh, Josh is a part of that. Thanks You're for joining right us, mate. It. Thank you. Thank you for having me. There's Josh Carr from the Port Adelaide Football Club. He talked about yeah, leaving from club to club, and, mm. I, and I, we make light of the fact that you had four clubs. Mm. Was it difficult to leave clubs? Oh, it, it is. It's really hard. Yeah, well, three, three of them, I didn't have a choice. As well, so that's the hard. That's the really hard bit. That's the bit that hurts the most. But yeah, always, do you have a, and I'm bit, can, can just answer these questions on a serious note. Do you have a farewell party? Um, yeah, yes and no. Um, Get together, maybe. Yes and no. Um, I didn't at Essendon. It all happened far too quickly. See, I, I, you for me, you're an Essendon player. Well, it happened far. Well, and I know I consider myself. It's where I started my career, and it's where I learnt a, a hell of a lot. Um, Bits I loved, bits I didn't, but it helped help me grow because I left, you know, mum and dad's house to, to move to Melbourne. It's a big, big, it's a big deal. But um, Port Adelaide, I had far too much time on my hands between coming over to West Coast to have farewell parties. It was a real strong John Farnham style farewell tour I did <laughs> as well. Um, and, and West Coast, I had three months here as well after um, I got delisted. So, um, yeah, no, you get to say goodbye, but nothing's forever. You'd... you'd you know, you've got your mates that you will always talk to for the rest of your life. Do, do, but it is tough. But as long as, I've always said, as, as long as somebody wants you, it's, yeah. you're going to be okay. If you get, I imagine if you get delisted and, and you don't get another opportunity, yeah. that would be yeah. a lot harder than what I had to experience. Very and, much so. And um, you might think that you've got more left in you. And that's where guys really struggle when they retire or they're turfed out of the system. Because the average lifespan of an AFL player is three and a half years. Yeah, incredible. So you picked up at 18, at 21, 22 you're done and you think you're not done, that's a really hard thing to transition from into real life. So, look, um, different people handle it differently, but as I said, if, if you get an opportunity in another club, then it eases the pain. Is there a four-club club? It's getting bigger. It's getting bigger. Mm. Um, you should start a four-club club. Well, I'm not sure that many people will be dying for membership, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm proud of it. I'm, I'm proud of it, and, and I, uh, so I, I loved everywhere that I that I played. There's no doubt about that. But uh, and now it's becoming more normal to be traded and that sort of thing. Well, you might have was 
or of a kick in the pants, but I don't think it is that much now. I think players AFLW can... is they're going to be a lot of going to be a four a lot of four club clubs. Oh, absolutely. They just go and I mean I know there's so the young. But they got to make hay. Oh, I so half understand them too. They got to make hay while the sun shines. But it's hard these to get girls attached here. to a team. Yeah, and when, a favourite player. A favourite player, and they, they just keep going. Yeah, I, and I understand that. And, and these are the girls at the moment. While they have got a, received a, a really good pay rise recently. Yeah. But it's still they're not the ones that are going to benefit from all the work that they're doing now. It's the it's ten years time sure. when the game starts really producing some revenue and the players can start getting a little bit more as well. That they're the ones that are going to. It's like well, it's like us. Yeah. You, you look at a average wage of an AFL player now is four hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> well, my goodness me, I didn't get anywhere near that yeah, at, at all. Career. Yeah, but then you then you talk about the money that we were paid and the players, the great players Correct. before you that Correct. were on $30,000, dollars $50,000 a year, and that was big, big coin. 17 members of the Goss Lotto Syndicate, $40 million tomorrow in the Powerball. Oh, we'll good. do a power pick. I'll have the numbers for you. If you want to play... Fifty-five. This is the second batch of people. If you want to join Dan from Joondalup, Micah Pally, Gavin from Lansdale, Scotty from Bayswater, Troy from Falcon, Johnny Foken from um, Harwickham. That's right. Uh, Pete from Eastwick Park, Daryl from Harvey, Brendan from Lansdale, Roy, Craig from Sterling, Daniel from Harwickham, Carly from Lansdale, Robert from Stuart Hill, who is a new listener, has been listening for some time. Good, day, Robert. Good on you, Rob. Welcome aboard. Nick Welcome from Averley, Jackson from Eastwick Park, as opposed to Vic Park, and Anthony from Les Murdy. And if, yes. if you would like to join the syndicate, 131255, that's all you got to do. You ring up, tell us who you are, where you're calling from, and you will be in our syndicate. Let's get a break away. I was watching and- the 96 prelim final on Fox Footy here. Is it? I was in my house in Strathmore watching because that bloke didn't play me. 23 past seven, Scotty and Goss. Mm.